What's up, mamas? Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of the Moms Breaking Chains podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about two, well, this is part one of two different books that I have read. So I'm going to go over the first book today, um, which I think is amazing. And it ties a lot to uh, Chain Breaking Mom. And I really just want to talk about just some of the things that I've been learning, discovering as a mom, as someone that's trying to learn different routes of raising our children and being able to give them a different life than what we had. And part of that is like having to be open-minded to growth and learning. And so in this episode, I really want to talk about the book I came across that really opened my mind to teach me something different than what I was even expecting. So I take uh, the moment to constantly, you know, share with y'all what it is that I'm reading and that way you you know maybe it inspires you to want to read the book but you know either way I'm going to share with you the books I read this is my third book I read this year so far and then on the next episode we will talk about the next book so let's get into today's episode Hello, Mama. Welcome to the Moms Breaking Chains podcast. My name is Monica Alvarez. I'm a faithlet mom of two beautiful babies, engaged to my best friend, a woman in recovery, an empowerment coach, and a certified fitness trainer. In this podcast, you will find a place of empowerment, healing, and purpose work, all while partnering with God to help transform you into the woman you were always destined to become. I know that you are struggling to break the chains of addiction, abuse, and strongholds in your mindset and in your motherhood. You've gotten into recovery and you're wondering, what's next? What's my purpose? Well, mama, my mission is to help transform you mentally, spiritually, and physically so that you can become the woman that God has destined you to become. And I believe that the most important work that you can ever do is the work within yourself. You were called to be the chain breaker of your family. You were called to bring light for generations to come. So mama, if you are ready to get on this journey with me, grab a notebook and pen, fill up that cup of coffee, grab a box of tissues as we get ready to laugh and cry because your healing begins here. Let's get into today's show. All right, welcome back in. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to invite you over to our Facebook community group. If you are not a part of our Moms Breaking Chains community, we do have a page out there for other like-minded moms that are looking for a similar community and women on the same mission. Also, if you've been a listener for a few episodes, it would mean so much if you could please go leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. And this will really help to grow the show so we can continue to give our message out to other moms all over the world all right so then now let's get into today's episode so there's two books that i recently read i'm a huge bookworm if you read um listen to my other episodes i love to read and i always feel like i learn and i can i've always been able to like get lost in books as a young girl but i recently read these two books that really helped um but those of you that know i we homeschool our children right and It was a different decision to make. Um, I won't say that COVID, we do it because of COVID. I will say that COVID allowed us to open our eyes to some things that we decided we weren't um, in agreement with, right? And so it was like, okay, you know, we started weighing out the pros and cons and we decided that for now, this is the best option for our family and that this is what we're gonna decide to do, right? 
And um, now we also have said, you know, if life shows up in a way that we can't take care of our children to be able to give them um, the education that we can give them, then we'll put them in public school. You know, we'll take a look in it. But our, our only thing is if we're going to get in public school, we're going to get involved, you know. And that's a huge deal. Like just that alone, that decision alone is huge in my mindset of being involved because, you know, unfortunately, my parents never got involved. I was never in sports, like, you know, and if I was, I was in cross country in senior year, but my family didn't necessarily have to be there, right? And so um, I really just was like, okay, well, how can I be an involved parent? And like I said, we love homeschooling. We realized there's so many options of homeschooling, co-ops. Um, we're starting my son in a drop-off homeschool program where he gets dropped off once one day a week to get his full day of hands-on learning, fun, interaction with other kids. I take him on play dates continuously. So we're always interacting. They're way too social, let me just say that. So that myth about homeschooling so, um, not being social, that is that is a myth. I'm debunking that right now because my kids talk so much and sometimes too much. Now, um, the reason I'm sharing that is because I came across this book called Unschooling. <clears throat> so it's UN Schooling, Unschooling. And so when um, the way I found it, it's, as a matter of fact, I wasn't even intentionally looking for it, which was strange. I usually check out a big stack of books um, because just because I grab some books to read, they look interesting from the cover and the back. Sometimes I'll start reading them like a couple chapters in and I realize it's not a book for me, you know. So in order to avoid having to make all these trips to the library, I'll order about, I mean, I'll check out about six, seven books and I end up reading about three or four of them, three, three of them most of the time. So in this particular bundle, I read these two books, but this book I, I grabbed called Unschooling and I actually found it because of the search I put, um, I typed into the search bar homeschooling books. And that was like one of the first or second ones that popped up. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, I'm open to it. I grabbed it. And um, and so I started reading it. <clears throat> and let me tell you, again, you know, I'm praying that y'all come in with an open heart, open mind, because some of y'all may be teachers. Some of y'all may homeschool. Some of y'all may think like y'all are against one system or the other. Y'all are against homeschooling, against public schooling. I'm not coming in here to have any kind of disagreement. I'm here to share the knowledge that I learned through this book. Um, it was backed up by a lot of studies <clears throat> again, and it, it's your decision to make it's your it's on your court to make that decision for yourself. Right. Let me just tell you, though. So anyways, unschooling was about actually completely um, ed educating me on the public school system. Right. And just mostly on how the children have been forced to learn things so early um and sadly it's caused a lot of uh attention disorders right and because we're you know the system presses a lot of reading a lot of a lot of things they load on them early i know when i went to school i started in kinder at five and you know i know pre-k was there but my mom never put me in pre-k well now i don't know what area you live in but now they do pre-k three so they're already starting school at pre-k three which I don't think there's anything wrong, right? But then when you start taking a look into these studies and you start looking at the stuff that they teach our kids, um, not teach our kids, I'm sorry, but like the stuff that, yeah, I mean, teach them, but like try to have them learn. Because, you know, teachers, I, I, I wholeheartedly love teachers. I've gotten the opportunity to train so many teachers and it's been, uh, it's, it's been amazing to, you know, 
get to meet a lot of them and see their passion for wanting to teach. With that, I've also seen how sadly a lot of the teachers end up really unhappy um, and because they come in with an open heart with this love for teaching and then the system tells them how they're going to teach and what they're going to teach. And, you know, and I can only imagine how hard it must be, you know, that you, you get into this place where you're like, okay, every teacher I'm sure is creative and have their style to teach. Then they get in the system and the system's telling them what they have to do and how they got to teach. And so I say that to say that it's not when, when we're, you know, when, cause even as a homeschool parent, we can be really shut off to the public school system. <clears throat> and as a public school teacher or parent, we can be really shut off to the homeschool system, right? And I say that to say that this book really just expanded my mind and it allowed me to like take a look in both views, right? And what I loved about it is like it educated me, right? About where, where because we're the kids, we've gotten away so much from open play um, and free play that it's it's affecting our children you know and i'm gonna share this as a as a chain breaking mom because if we're trying to do things different this isn't just about okay letting go of the drugs or not using drugs like now okay well how are we learning to parent our kids differently and are we and if you are a part of a public school system or in any way are you actually involved are you questioning are you asking are you paying attention to your child's behavior things like that and i share that even as a child when i was younger i told you i was getting bullied so bad and like my parents had no idea because because I hit it well but I felt like I was always really sad like really depressed as a kid and I didn't know how to like cover it until I found drugs right and so I share that because it's it's I love that this book started teaching about that right and yeah while there was some things I didn't agree with I didn't agree with it a hundred percent but <clears throat> the ones the, the things that I did like were the studies it was showing it was showing the difference in the attention disorders that have been diagnosed in kids so young um the other thing it talks about is that teachers learn that there's different teaching styles and unfortunately public schools you got to give these teachers credit oh my god they're teaching a class with 20 30 kids like you cannot expect a kid a teacher to be able to cater to every teaching style right so while a lot of the kids that thrive in public school that might be their teaching style that the teacher's teaching what about the other kids that don't thrive on that style right are those the ones that get put as an outcast or told that they need you know special classes like it's just things to think about right because I'm going to tell you right now I have only two children right and I say only because just them two alone are completely different children completely different children like I mean, day and night difference. Can you imagine a class of 20, 30 kids? Like, they must be different, right? And my son thrives differently than my daughter. Like, my daughter started talking by one, and my son didn't start talking until close to three. And I'm seeing their difference in interest and how my daughter loves for me to, like, show her things, and she learns that way. And my son is a very, like, um, sensory, visual learner. He likes to touch and me point at the posters like that's how he learns my daughter can learn by me like just telling her she can kind of recite it back she likes flashcards things like that so I get to kind of see how my two kids thrive a little differently and um and so it just really opens my mind to like wow like imagine what the teachers go through right like the things that they gotta you know process so unschooling is basically telling you that kids are going to thrive um 
you know, it's basically interest-led learning. So that doesn't mean that you don't teach your, that doesn't mean that you don't discipline your kids, you don't parent your kids. It means that you allow your kid to be a kid. And when they show interest in starting to learn, they're going to learn. I don't remember when I started reading. I don't remember when I learned math. I use math here, but I use a calculator, right? Like my my field doesn't require me to you know a lot of math. So to say that every kid needs like crazy uh, amounts of math um, probably doesn't line up, right? I didn't know that then. And now, uh, so basically it's saying, you know, let them guide you in what they want to learn. So <clears throat> I pay attention to... Like, uh, so my daughter jumps around a lot. Like she's really fearless and she'll get on the high playgrounds and she'll jump off stuff. And I'm like, oh my God. So I was like, okay, because she's showing me that interest, I'm going to put her in gymnastics. So I started her in gymnastics. And so I allowed that little interest, those interests she was showing me, flipping, trying to flip off the couch, things like that, that I was like, okay, let's put her in something that allows her to jump and like really explore this area. She's been thriving in her gymnastics. You know, she's only gone almost a month. She's already learning all these things. She's swinging off the rings. Like, she's just really, like, out there. My son, on the other hand, um, he's not very much into, like, heights. He doesn't like climbing. He's more of his own thing. Like, he doesn't like to be, like, when kids are hitting piñatas or they're all doing stuff, he kind of goes away from the kids. And he likes to, like, he loves rocks. He'll collect rocks and, like, show me different rocks. And so... I'm paying attention to those interests of, okay, he like, he loves nature, you know? Um, so I got like a, a nature-based type curriculum and I was like, whenever he shows more interest, I'm going to start teaching him that, right? And I'll apply the rocks and things into him learning. Also, um, the, oh, so he's also like into like ninjas now. He's really into ninjas and I let him try gymnastics and it was not for him. Uh, every time they would try to put him up on like one of the little cubes to bounce off, it was freaking him out. And so I was like, okay, no, that's not going to be for him. So I said, okay, well, most karate programs don't allow me to put him until he's four. So he's going to be four in like less than two months. So I said, let me wait and I'll put him in a karate program. So that's what we're going to do because he shows interest and like he likes to throw kicks and all this stuff. And I said, maybe that's a good way to exert it. Right. So just things like that. Paying attention to what my children are showing me and whether they're verbally telling you. A lot of times they're telling you without, you know, really like biting, um, to, you know, they're telling you without telling you what they're interested in. You just have to pay attention to what they're showing interest in. Um Another thing, so I, I keep getting off of it, but I'm really, I, I didn't realize how passionate I was about this until I started having discussions with like my friends and I'm like, oh my God, like I love the idea because let me tell you, as a child, I've always loved to like really learn. I've always been into learning, reading. I was very outdoorsy. Um, I loved working out, but like I just... I never was excited about working for somebody. Let me just say that. And even the jobs I had, I never saw myself like moving up. Like, I guess I didn't have a desire to because I always felt that I was going to venture off to do something different. Well, I realize now it's like because I was very entrepreneur spirit. Like, I always wanted to have my own thing. I'm a creator. We're all creators, right? Some are more creative than others, but we're all creators. We're all de designed to create. All, all your children are designed to be creators, right? Um, we all have something unique we bring to the table. And unfortunately, the thing that I've seen, um, I, what I can tell you from my experience, what started to suppress that 
Um, I'll never forget. I was like in fourth or fifth grade. And I remember uh, the teacher had us write a list of three things that we love to do, that we love, that make it bring us joy. And I remember I had to share it out loud. And so I said, I like to ride my bike, spend time with my family and read books. Right. And I got made fun of so bad. I remember this boy like, oh, you schoolgirl, you nerd. And he like shut me down. Like, it's so funny to think that I still remember that. That was like a pivotal point because I remember I started dumbing myself down after that. That happened in a classroom, you know, um, and it can happen anywhere. It can happen anywhere. Right. Let me say that. But because I suppressed it, um, I carried it. I believed it was true. I was like, oh, man, I got to dumb myself down. I need to stop bringing my books to school. I need to stop letting kids see that I like to learn, you know, and I it really started affecting me. And um, and then I got bullied more in middle school. But I remember like that really was a pivotal point in my life. Like I started dumbing myself down because I got made fun of for wanting to learn. Can you imagine how many kids have the potential? Maybe they get made fun of. And early on, we're taught about an image, right? And as moms, especially moms that are trying to break the chains, we have this ability to teach our kids what their true image is, right? And it's not what kids say about them. It's what God has said, has said about them, right? They are made in the likeness and image. They are meant to do some wonderful and amazing things. But it's our responsibility as parents to instill that in them. And maybe, you know, maybe you listen to this podcast and you don't have kids. Instill that in your nieces and nephews, into children that you love. Like, I am big with learning and trying to learn how to instill positivity and encouragement in my children especially when they're doing activities like I'll ask my son do you want to do this no I'm like okay and I leave him alone I don't force him I'm not like you gotta do it you know we're trying to get him into like if maybe he wants to do t-ball he's not showing interest and it's okay I don't have to force my son to think he has to do everything every four-year-old or three-year-old has to do like that's the beauty of every children I know God has created my children for something so unique so special and my son is very different I will say that he's very different and I mean that in the most loving and um and honest way he is made for something special he's had so many people come prophesy over him because I know there is something special about my son and it's not just because of prophecy I've always felt it I've always had dreams about my son and it's not to say that my daughter doesn't but you just know that there's a child where you're like there's something about this child right and um and I just so I hold on to those things I hold on to the things that you know, again, I'm still learning about the word and things, but I hold on to the things that God says to be true about me and about my children, right? And even though I struggle as a parent, I'm not always mispositive. I'll still overreact and yell at my kids sometimes. And then I got to amend the behavior and apologize. And then I feel guilty because I overreacted. Like I still go through those things too, you know, but at the end of the day, nobody's going to take away the love I have for my child. And I want to just tell you that this unschooling book really allowed me to see that there are different ways. Um, every child is made uniquely and special. And to say that they all have to learn one way, because sometimes, look, I'm not just talking about public school. Homeschool can do the same thing too, right? Sometimes we can just directly replicate what happens in school and we can be the bullies into our kids too. So let me like shift your mindset. It's not just public school. This is also can be homeschool too. So we as parents, as moms, um, obviously everybody's from different parts of the country, right? But I know here in Texas, we have that ability 
and that freedom to homeschool our children. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of states do, right? A lot, a lot of places do. And some countries just homeschool their kids, right? And I just want to encourage you, if you got nothing out of this, um, or you got something out of it, I just want to encourage you that your child is right where they're supposed to be. You know, don't over force your kid to do something because you think your family members told you, I have to do it this way. You have that ability to say no. You have that ability to say no to the system, no to the over uh, training, the over this, right? Like the over uh, criticism with your kids. You don't have to do all that. Let your kids live and be and, and sit, have that honest conversation and ask them, what are you interested in? What do you want to learn? And even if you take your kids to school, right? This can go both ways. If you take your kids to school, you get that opportunity to homeschool. But if you take your kids to school, you can engage in their interest outside of school, right? Let's say they love art. Okay, well, after school, let's do art. On the weekends, maybe we can go and do like an art class or, you know, just spark that interest in them, ignite it because they are all made for something so special. And while the unschooling, like I said, while there were things I agreed with, I didn't, it opened my eyes to let me know that kids have the right to be kids. I know I was able to be a kid for as long as I got to up to 10, 11, 12. I still was playing with toys, you know, and dolls. And I got that opportunity to, I got the opportunity to be a kid. And I remember like being able, when I would play, when I was creating, that would bring me joy. When I was in school, I was miserable. And, you know, and that's not the case for everybody, but that was my case because I felt so trapped. I felt so, I was bullied. I felt like insecure and there was just so many things. And so I just want you to know that you have that ability. What I would have did differently if I was a parent with a child like my, like me that age, I what I would do different, especially if I didn't have the option of homeschool, like I just couldn't because I worked or I made the decision that that just wasn't for a family. I would take the time to sit down with my kids and have a conversation one-on-one -on -one with them and ask them how they're doing, what they're feeling. Is there anything I can do to help them, to validate them? Um, how can we get to the other side of these emotions, right? Like I would take the time to have that conversation with my kids, maybe do more one-on-one -on -one time with them, take them somewhere on the weekends and really just pour life into them. I would have did that differently uh, for my kids if I was in the shoes that I was in, um, like if I was handling a child that was like me, because I did start using drugs at a very young age and it allowed me to become a person that I didn't recognize. And, um, and I really felt it was because I was trying to suppress a lot of pain that I was going through. I was in a lot of pain. I had a lot of shame, um, because I let myself get bullied. I had shame because of other things that happened in my family and it was hard, you know, and, I don't, like I said, I'm not here to blame the public school. I'm not here to blame, um, you know, teachers or anything. But I will say that I never really felt protected, you know. And we as parents have that ability to be able to offer more protection to our kids. Um, and sometimes that's not just like hovering them at home because homeschooling, anything can happen too. It's about validating their feelings. You know, you can have kids that are more emotionally stable that go to public school because their parents poor life and poor things into them outside of the rooms versus kids that are homeschooled and don't and get neglected you know so it can happen both ways this is not a them versus us or homeschool versus public school this happens across the board and it's up to us as parents we are the we are that pivotal point that big difference that shift 
that's going to make us um, the ability for kids to thrive in one setting or the other. And I was supposed to share about the other book, but I'm going to share about that next week because I just got so passionate about this area because I didn't realize how passionate I was about it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share the second book on the next episode because you want to listen to this one. This one is going to be so good. Um, Unschooling, though, I just had a passion for it. So moms, if you have been, maybe you're in a place where you've been praying about what am I going to do with my kids? Or um, maybe you're in a place where you're struggling in the schooling system or maybe you're in the homeschooling and you're like, oh, you know, what can I do different? Like, I really can't homeschool, but if I put my kids in public school, I'm worried. Okay, well, how can you be more involved if you put them in public school? And if you're homeschooling, um, what can you do different so that your homeschool can thrive? Can you just back off a little and, like, let your kids just um, be kids? You know, unschooling is exactly that. Not replicating the public school system at home. Letting your kids be kids. Let them lead you into what they want to learn. And then you base on that interest. You can get a curriculum. You can put them in a program. Uh, if you have a kid that's like into robots or, or like techie stuff, put them in a robotics camp. You know what I mean? Like just things like that. Like pay attention to what your kids are showing you and telling you. Uh, you'll be surprised. They really know how to tell us without telling us. So I hope that this really impacted you um, or, sh- or or maybe opened your mind a little bit because it did for me. When I heard, read the unschooling, And then um, I wouldn't want to spoil everything for you because I want you to read it. I really want you to read that book. I checked it out for free at the library. It's called Unschooling, but it was worth every bit to read because it has a lot of studies. Um, Some things I didn't agree with, but it had a lot of studies to back up the things that, you know, affect kids. um, Why there's so many, they feel there's so many disorders. There's so many things that are happening with little children um, getting separated, getting um, you know, instilling a lot of things, a lot of expectations. That's the word I've been waiting to say, instilling so many expectations on these little children. Um, because again, anybody can do it. Public school, homeschool can do it. So we, you know, let's just let them off the hook a little bit and let them be kids, let them learn, let them have fun, be that parent that loves and instills the love of learning anything. It doesn't have to just be a textbook. Let them just love learning because you show so much joy teaching them that. So I hope that this really helps you. I'm excited to share the next book with you because you're going to like that one. So that one has more to do with like your intimate relationships, but you'll like it. So let's, uh, this is to be continued. Have a wonderful weekend, mamas. Be blessed. And I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, mama, for listening to today's episode. If this show impacted you in any way or touched your spirit, it would mean the world to me if you can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a written review. Not only does it bring me so much joy to see how it's impacting you, but it helps to grow the show so that we can continue to spread this message to moms all over the world. Thank you so much again for helping me grow this mission. God bless you, mama. Bye-bye. Happy day. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.